Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Bree. You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Bree, and we're two sides of the coin. Join me, George Norrie, in Indian Wells, California, May 29th to June 1st for the Contact in the Desert UFO Conference, an epic weekend of exploration into UFOs, ancient civilizations, crop circles, and so much more. Over 150 lectures, panels, workshops, and events with leading experts Paul Hellyer, Linda Moulton Howe, Nick Pope, Emery Smith, Stephen Greer, Russell Targ, Doc Wallach, Leslie Kane, and more. Get your tickets at contactinthedesert.com. It's time to make contact. Contactinthedesert.com. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? I'm fantastic, my sweet angel, Brie. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome back to another episode. What do we got going on for this episode today? I'm so excited to be talking about the desert, anything with the desert, and one of my favorite places ever, Joshua Tree. Ooh, let me just say, Joshua Tree, to me, feels like a mystical magical, spiritual place every single time we go down there. I have to agree. There's definitely some type of, I don't know, vortex energy. There's something there that's very grounding, but yet very spiritual at the same time. Yeah, every single time we go down there, I just, the minute we get into Joshua Tree and I feel that desert air, I just feel so at home and comfortable and relaxed and like nothing can go wrong. I also sometimes feel as if anything could happen. Anything mysterious could happen. Every time I've gone to Joshua Tree, I get those kind of vibes. Like I could look out in the desert and see some type of creature, or I could look up in the sky and see some crazy UFO. It feels like a place where anything is possible. Well, why don't we talk about the biggest thing in Joshua Tree? We're talking about giant rock. get it the biggest thing so giant rock we visit every single year we actually stay an extra day when we go to contact in the desert just to make a trip out to joshua tree out into the desert to go see giant rock and the integratron it is the largest freestanding boulder of granite i believe actually Mm -hmm. in the world yeah they didn't know it was granite until that piece broke off in 2000 which a little bit of controversy about how that piece got broken off They don't know whether or not it was lightning. Some people say that it was the locals because they had a fire underneath it. There was like a little overhang and the fire split the granite in half. But either way, it's a beautiful place to go out to. We went out there two years ago now with Melinda. The very first time that all of us went out there. Mm -hmm. That was really fun because we were able to go out there at night and it was spooky. We took some awesome photos, some bats and stuff. And we got to use uh, Melinda's night vision goggles and do a little mini night vision session when we were out there. That was cool. I think that was the first time, was it? The first time that you had used military night vision goggles. Yeah, that was the very first time. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to go with someone else. Who were we supposed to go to Giant Rock with? Ooh, I don't even remember. I remember what happened was there was a certain speaker. We were super pumped for it. And then the person ended up not being able to go because like their plane was late or something like that. I don't really remember the circumstances, but we ended up going with Melinda and it was fantastic. And you've actually been with Melinda more than once now. Is that right? Yeah, I've done many night watches with her, including in Sedona too. She took just my family and I 
out in the desert in Sedona and that was really cool because it's more one-on-one you don't have a bunch of people that you're kind of trying to fight for the night vision for you know you don't have to wait in line or anything like that we all just had our own and she's a really great person and I cannot wait to see her at UFO Con I hope we can snag an interview and maybe interview her in the future as well oh absolutely well Brie speaking of Melinda why don't you tell me about the greatest UFO sighting that you've had in Joshua Tree I feel that people that listen to this podcast most likely already know this story to be honest i know we've talked about it here and there this sighting is most significant to me because it was the first sighting that was 100 in my face in waking time it was a moment in my head where i realized that i wasn't crazy and so that was why it is so significant for me because obviously i've seen many ufos now but nothing quite like that At the time, I had been going through a lot of stuff. So it was just really, really special to me. It was my very first contact in the desert. I just went with my husband, Josh. Just the two of us took a road trip out there. The whole experience was really crazy hot. And I had been waiting for this night vision experience that they put on every year which is really, really fun. If anyone has not had a chance to use these night vision goggles, you've got to go try it. Go to a night sighting with someone that has them. You've got to do it. It will change your life as far as the stars. A whole new experience. Contact in the Desert used to be held in Joshua Tree. At the Metaphysics Center, correct? Mental Physics Center. Ooh. A little bit of a different vibe because you're out there with the weather constantly. There's not any safe haven where you can run inside to a nice cold out hotel like it is now. No, the whole event is 100% outside. Yes, it used to be. It was brutal, which is why I was saying the weather was crazy hot because you're just sitting out there. So you go out there, everyone gets a pair of night vision goggles, also a laser, and there's also other people that are there that are just meditating. They're using tones and they're giving all of their focus just into their meditation. Even though there's all this craziness happening around them with people pointing in the sky, their intention is basically CE5. It's the close encounter of the fifth kind, the CE5 initiative protocols right? You're meditating, you're putting out that good intention out there to make contact. So I really do believe that this happened because there were these people that were kind of grounding everyone that was there, really focusing in on that. We had been out there for a while and all of a sudden I see this orb. I believe the first one I saw was blue. I immediately knew it was something different because the way that it moves. It's almost like it just popped into the sky, super close to me, and it doesn't seem like it's flying. It seems like it's almost bobbing, like swimming. Very hard to describe this. So from the get-go, I knew that this was off. And I grabbed the night vision goggles, and through the night vision goggles, I could see pretty much through the orb, halfway through the orb. It almost looked like the bottom was like of a jellyfish. It was translucent to a certain extent. And that tripped the hell out of me because I realized now that this wasn't a solid object. This was a translucent orb that had some weird material around it. Now come to think of it, I think it could be like a plasma, maybe like plasma energy. And as I start to realize what I'm looking at, so does everyone else. And everyone else is kind of like, whoa, whoa, what is that? What is that? Is that a plane? No, it can't be a plane. You know, all those things. And then comes another one. And that one was green 
green as pure green as you could ever imagine it was like looking at a green ornament or something in the sky same flight pattern then a red one came it was this overwhelming moment where these things were so incredibly close to me that i could see that i was looking at an actual orb that was just solid in color almost like your eyes don't know what you're looking at because you've never been able to see anything like that before now, I know how much I hate when people say, like, they try to guess a distance of how far away it was from you, but go ahead and give me a guess of how far away you think it was. Actually, I do know this number. Okay. And this was traced back to something that I heard from, actually, I think it was on Jimmy Church's radio. I was listening to Fade to Black the day after. Because he was there when because it was happening. Because he was, he was right next to me when that happened. And someone had measured the actual distance from the end of where that sky lookout point is at the mental physics center to the hillside. And it was in between there and it was a mile distance. Wow. So very close. Incredibly close. And again, silent, dead silent. These things were low. To be honest, I couldn't give you a number for how high they were off the ground because I'm horrible at that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I have no reference to that. It just didn't seem like it was very high up at all. And it felt like the moment lasted forever, like time stopped. You could really get a hold. Your eyes were just locked in these things. There was another moment where I knew I could grab my cell phone and I did not want to look away. I was absolutely hypnotized. And of course, I just started crying. <laughs> I was Words were out. I was just tears. Happy cry, though. Happy cry. You know, I had said I had some stuff going on. I had been sort of battling with the demons of being a 100% believer in Christianity, but also battling the truth that I knew about aliens and also battling what if I'm just crazy. And so I had actually been doing a bunch of prayers and meditations leading up to that event, even the day before. And I asked whatever higher power was out there to show me the truth. Either merge it all together or let me leave one behind. And so to me, that felt like the moment where I knew I wasn't crazy and I had no choice but to merge it all together and not leave it behind. It was 100% real. Now, Josh was also a little bit of a skeptic at this point. Josh was very skeptical. I mean, he would watch Ancient Aliens with me and it was, oh yeah, like aliens, whatever. You know? And I pretty much dragged him to that event. And it took a while for me to get him to even go. I remember because you wanted me to go too, but I couldn't take the time off of work that year. But I remember you were like, I already have a, we already have a place to stay. Just come. Uh, He was very skeptical. And I think it was the moment where all of these beautiful colored orbs went up into the sky and then they formed a triangle. They remained stationary for a while. It seemed like just enough time for everyone to get a really good look and realize that that just happened and people could really stare at it before it took off. They like vanished altogether. Wow. It's almost like having seven sightings all in one. Mm -hmm. It was like you get a piece of everything, but you got to see its magnificence really up close and then capability. And with me being an absolute emotional wreck because that just happened, It was very rewarding that Josh was with me because then that day, I think Josh also had to leave something behind and that was skepticism. I immediately called my mom, the only thing I could think to do, cry. I saw them while I was awake, like I'm not crazy. Like that's the only thing I could say was because you know, you have these like weird dreams and these experiences, but they're all airy and dreamy and you can always think, well, memories can shape themselves to be something different. There's a real possibility that a lot of us are crazy. 
So that was my confirmation. And I cried. And she's like, are you sure you're not on any drugs? I'm like, absolutely not. You know, it was just, it was so rewarding for me. So rewarding. And we're both just in complete awe to hear Josh go through the analytical mind. It wasn't this because, you know, that couldn't have been a helicopter. Couldn't have been a plan. There was no noise. There was no flashing lights. There was, you know, it's all these things start going off in his head. And he was absolutely stunned. And so that was even more special to me. Now I have a partner who's a believer. When he dropped his skepticism, it was conveniently the same moment when I dropped mine. And so it was just incredibly perfect. I went straight to the hotel room. I drew it all down. I wrote everything down. So I sketched it and I drew it in a notebook so I would never forget. Do you still have those? I do, actually. We should post them on Instagram. And then what I did immediately after that, because I knew I'm going to forget this, because that's how it goes with this weird phenomenon. Did you report it immediately? Yeah. I was the first person to report the sighting on MUFON. That was my series of events. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, my God, get it down, write it down before you forget, Mm -hmm. because it will happen. Mm -hmm. If you don't talk about your experiences, you will forget them. Yeah, absolutely. So it was really special, not just because of the sighting and the significance but it was special to have a visual that I will always have and details that I will always have. Well, not just that, but in the amount of other witnesses who were there, you know, who experienced that with you is, I mean, even Jimmy Church was there, which, you know, at another contact in the desert, we actually met with him and talked about this experience that him and Bree had together out there. And it's just astonishing. It's not, these experiences are for everyone, not for the elite, not for people who are only into aliens. I mean, it's for everyone. George Norrie was over there. James Gilliland was also. And of course, he's like, oh, yeah, those are the Pleiadians. We see those all the time at the ranch. But I was just hot. You can't get used to that. That is incredible. Incredible. It turned into a pretty big sighting. Lots of people reported it on MUFON. It was exciting for me even just to listen to Jeremy Church talk about it on Fade to Black. Because, again, it was that confirmation, I think, It's just a process of when you're in, when you're deep into this and you have these experiences, there is a certain amount of you that needs a confirmation. And I understand that doesn't sound great. And people will say you don't. But as a human, that's what I needed. I needed confirmation. And it just felt really rewarding. Like, I got it. I got it. And MUFON called. I got to speak to an investigator. And that was really cool. He was, you know, has anything ever strange happened to you in your life? I'm like, no. Well, maybe. And then, you know, and then it he's all like, well, have you out. ever had yeah. any sleep paralysis? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> he's like, you should look into that and get a regression. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun. And forever, since then on, Joshua Tree will always remain a very sacred moment for me. Because I know that those things happen to a lot of people there. That wasn't the first time anything like that has happened there. No, that very next year is the year that I went there, down there with you. And it was the last year that it was out in the desert. And so I'm, I'm super grateful that I got to experience it before it moved to the hotel. Which, side note, we were a little bit worried about it moving to the hotel. Yeah, we were, like, we were so worried. We were so worried. We were like, no, the vibes here are so great. Like, we know it's 120 degrees and we're sweating. And we don't eat all day. Like, we got it. Oh, no, what if the hotel makes it bougie? No, the love hotel, the bouche. We, no, we love the bouche now. Now we can't go back. Now if someone's like, hey, you guys want to go out to the middle of the desert? We'd be like, no, no thank you. No, I'm good. I'm good. But I went with you and we we ended up doing one of the, another one of those night vision things. And although we didn't have like a big, crazy sighting, we did see a few little things here and there. We saw an orb at one point. It wasn't like glowing or anything, but 
none of us could figure out what it was. The whole group that was out there, we were like, what was that? What was that? I think that was the time we saw a zigzag mm-hmm. only through the, the night vision. Only through goggles. the night. Yeah, you couldn't see it with your eye. But mm-hmm. then oddly, a bunch of black helicopters came shortly right after, after that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were all very perplexed by that. It was that feeling like, oh, shit, do we got to get out of here? Like, yeah, we were like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? There is a military installation in that area. Maybe it was just very coincidental. Either way, it was spooky, and it felt really cool, to be honest. I I just love being out there. I love being out there. Joshua Tree is actually on the top 10 places in the entire world to go see the stars. It's a real thing. Well, it's because of the there's no light pollution out there. There's so the desert is so desolate out there and there's not a lot of people living there. So the night sky, I mean, it's you can basically see the Milky Way galaxy. It's so clear. You really can. I could be wrong, like I am about a lot of things, but I believe that Joshua Tree National Park is bigger than Rhode Island. So Yes, I believe it is. So yeah. think about the absence of light when you're in a, an area that large where it's nothing but desert. Fantastic. Which is why we take that extra day to go out to Joshua Tree because it deserves its own day. We love the event at the hotel, would never change that for the world, and you're still so close to Joshua Tree that there's no excuse not to do it. Well, speaking of, you know, Joshua Tree and the things we visit, we also go to the Integratron, which is right outside of Big Rock. The Integratron was built by a guy named George Van Tassel. So we've talked about George Van Tassel on our Colts episode, so you guys have a little bit of a refresher here, but he was given the download from extraterrestrials, specifically from Venus, which, you know, throws up our red flag a little bit, but I'm going to ignore that for this episode. But he says that the Integraton was capable of rejuvenation, anti-gravity, and time travel, although he never got to test it because he died suddenly. He did a great service to others by building that because people go to the Integratron year round and have amazing experiences of healing. Yeah, there's three sisters who own it now and they have sound baths inside of the Integratron. And I wanna give you a little a little Integratron fact. I don't know if you know this or not, that the entire thing was built with no use of nails or screws and that the entire thing is held together by plywood, plexiglass, and wooden dowels and the only thing that's really holding it together, a ring of cement. And some physics. <laughs> and some physics. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. A beautiful place. One thing that Contact in the Desert is really great on is offering these expeditions. And so they do still do the Giant Rock Expedition and also the Integratron Expedition. So you guys can go out there and you can be a part of the sound bath and resonance with all the loving light that you could ever find in this universe. Well, you know, another great thing that Contact has to offer, and I've started to notice now, this episode's becoming a little bit Contact-focused, so let's run with it. It's sort of our favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) It really is. But one thing that we did that last year when it was out in the desert is we got to go to a Stephen Greer workshop. He taught us all the CE5 protocols. I had never heard about him before. I bought my ticket super last minute. You already had your ticket. I was like, no, I don't need to go. And you're like, no, you're going. And I was like, oh, I made you go to that thing. I actually think you bought my ticket. Actually, you're right. I did. Yeah. Okay, so I told you about it first, and you're like, I'm good. That's kind of expensive. And then yeah, because it was like 85 bucks or something like that. It was crazy expensive. I ended up buying it. But it ended up being a fantastic time until we have talked about this in the podcast before. I did fall asleep for a hot second. But what's cool is that Stephen Greer is coming back this year. It's incredible. 
to contact in the desert, and we're going to have the opportunity to be able to go to that workshop again. We have to do it. I already told Bria, I was like, I don't even care how much it is. We're going. It's 9.30 p.m. to 1 o'clock at night and 1 a.m. in the morning. Jamie will be a pro now because she's nocturnal. Watch me be the one that falls asleep this Probably. time. I'm going to try just to have some coffee midday, drink lots and lots of water. You know, I think right now, Brie, is a really good time to maybe let our listeners know a little bit of a secret we've been keeping. Which secret? We're going to contact in the desert. That's not really new news. But we got motherfucking press passes. And so we're partnering with them. And we're going to be doing a lot of cool things. One of the really cool things that we're going to be able to do for our listeners is we're giving away some tickets to contact in the desert so you guys can come out there and meet us. That's probably the most rewarding thing in the world. Every year we talk about this conference. In a lot of episodes, we talk about this conference. And we're always begging you guys to come down there. And it's so sad when we get these messages that are, I'm sorry, I can't come because of this, because of that. Next year, next year, next year. Well, this is the year. You have to go this year. This year is bigger and better than I think it has ever been. Ever been, yeah. Which is hard to fathom because every year has been better than the one previous. Before. So make sure you guys look on our Instagram for the rules of that giveaway. It's exclusively on our Instagram, nowhere else. You got to like follow us and follow contact or repost some things. So check it out. You guys do not want to miss this. There's no excuse to miss this. This is a trip of a lifetime, not just because of the speakers that are going to attend, but the experience. The experience is so freaking magical. You will meet people that you would have never met in your life and you will form long-time memories. I have to say, I think I look forward to this event, not just for the vibes and all the people that I look up to and I get to consume more information from, but we come across people that we will never meet anywhere else and we form bonds with these people. Friendships that we have until this day. Those of you who are into these sort of things, you know it's kind of difficult to come across these people in your everyday life. So this is a place where you are surrounded elbow to elbow, but nothing other than these people that love these things too. And it's the greatest feeling to open up to people and to hear people's stories. It just feels like it's the one place in the world I I always want to be. I I always accredit it to it feeling like Disneyland for us. You know, the happiest place on earth. That is my happiest place on earth for sure. There's no one judging you. There's no one. Like people are really just there to hear about your experiences and stories and they want to share things with you. And it's the most amazing feeling because I I can't think of one other place I've ever gone Mm -hmm. to in the world where I could just walk in the door and I feel like I'm I'm at my alien home. I agree. And there are other UFO conferences conferences that we go to. You guys know we attend, but nothing is like this. We'll never, I think, feel that way with any other conference because there really is something magical about, I think, the people that attend. And And I think the people who put it on, too, they really, honestly, they're not doing this for money. They're not doing this because it's on trend or topic. These are people, the people who are involved with this are people who really truly believe in it and you can tell. It's not a a con where it's just out to be like a gimmick for selling cool bobbleheads and getting signatures. It's a genuine conference put on by genuine people. And I think one of the greatest things about it is the caliber of people that they have at these, these events. So let me just start off by saying that three people who we've actually already interviewed are going to be there again. So we have Adam Apollo, Billy Carson, and John DeSouza, who you guys go back, please listen to those episodes. Hopefully we can talk to them more when we're down there. 
but I'm excited to see all three of them again. I am too. And I'm so, so excited to be able to see Stephen Greer again. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So let me just tell you some of the ones I'm excited about. Stephen Greer obviously is on there, but we also have Whitley Strieber, Terry Loveless, Ryan Sprague from the Somewhere Skies podcast, Richard Daddy Dolan is back again. And this time, Brie, he has to talk to us. There's no excuse. (laughs) We're a press pass. You guys, if you are interested in looking into this, please do go to contactinthedesert.com. You can still purchase your tickets there. The event is being held at the Renaissance Esmeralda Resort and Spa in Indian Wells. Yeah, the dates are May 29th until June 1st. We're going to be there May 28th until June 2nd. The hotel is booked, but there are tons of other hotels in the surrounding areas. And Airbnbs and all sorts of stuff. So don't think that just because you can't stay at the hotel, the hotel only has a limited amount of rooms. There are other places to stay. Don't you worry. There's really tons. I looked at it on Google and I'm like, oh my God, the whole damn strip is full of hotels. So you guys check it out. You can also get more information, like I said, on contactofthedesert.com if you guys are interested in looking for ride shares. That's a good option, too, if you're worried about, you know, so what, I landed at the airport, now what? They have a really great app. It's called Ride Connect, and you guys can conversate with people that are also going to be attending Contact in the Desert. You guys can hitch a ride together. You guys could even actually reach out to us, and we will make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, let's say that you guys are going down there and you have an Airbnb that has extra bedrooms in it, and you want, you know, some help paying that bill. Let us know. We'll reach out to some of our listeners who we know are going and looking for places to stay. We're here to help you guys. We are officially your contact in the desert guides. Let us help you. We want to meet you there. We want to hang out. Whatever we can do to facilitate that, we're in. Buckle up, buddy. Like, we are here to put you on our magic carpet and take you to Disneyland. Oh, I really like that. I thought you would. That's hilarious. We should get t-shirts. I could be, though. I I really could be. You really could. Last year, I thought about making a shirt. It'd be like how many years I've been, and then every year, I just it's a Velcro, and I just stick the new number. Slap a new one on. And I'll be like, I'm your info booth. I like it. The whole schedule for contact hasn't come out yet. There's a lot that's to be determined. But can I just talk to you about two specific lectures that I'm really fucking into, and I want to know if you are too? What? Okay, so the first one is the 37th Parallel. America's UFO Highway from Chuck Zukowski. I'm pretty fucking stoked about it. Brie has been going off on me about the 37th parallel, especially after watching Hell Year. I think we have to do a whole episode on it. (laughs) Years later. Years later. But I'm pretty excited about he's doing a whole lecture, so I can't wait to go to that one. Can wait, can I tell you about my last one that I'm into? Of course, Nick Pope, you know, that's our like OG from day one. But he has one called Critical Stages and Steps That Will Trigger Immediate Disclosure. I'm ready with my notebook. Let's do it. Do we have to instigate it? Nick, give me, tell me what to do and we will facilitate everyone to do it. Well, you already said that we're in disclosure. So what is there to do? I don't know, but I'm interested what his steps are. Like I'm, I'm about it. I'm like ready with a notebook. Write it down. Step one, take yeah. a selfie with an ET. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Brie, makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited that Russell Targ's going to be there. I'm really, really interested to see what they're going to bring this year with the CIA studies into remote viewing. It's absolutely fascinating. And it's going to, it just feels special to have the scientists that were involved there. You guys have got to go look at the lineup. There's so many big, big players this year. They're taking it in an an incredible direction. It's going to be different, but there's nothing that I'm not excited for. It seems like every single thing I read, I want to be there, and that's going to be hard. 
So as you can tell, you guys, we're really fucking excited about this year. Every episode from going on from here out, we're going to be doing a speaker profile every episode that's going to kind of call back to our episode topic. And then we're also going to be doing some interviews of some of the speakers and presenters and stuff leading up to contact. So you guys are really going to want to stay tuned for that. Basically, from here until after contact, we're packed with content. Sounds good. I'm so excited for what the Cosmos have in store for us. All right, Brie, that was a beautiful desert episode. There's only 119 days left until we are ready for motherfucking takeoff. I'm literally counting down the days. Oh, I'm so excited. 119, that's going to be here in a blink of an eye. It really is. You guys have got to get ready. So we love you guys so much. Tune in next week for an episode that's back to our regularly scheduled programming deep dives. We love you all. I think our next, let's give them, let's give them a little taste brie of what our next episode is. We're going to dive into New York. I'm pretty stoked about that. If you guys have any stories about New York you want to tell us, send it to our DMs, send it to our email. You know where to find us. Before we go, let's go ahead and do a shout out. Brandy. Destiny. Vanessa. Daniel-san. Dylan. Anthony. J Plus. Matt. Bobby. Rod. Simon. Spacey D. AP. Jan. Reese. Melissa. And Shay. We love you all. Love you all so much. And of course, before we sign off, sign off. Mountain View, California can go fuck itself with a grapefruit in its ass.